Alright, this should have been recorded for fucking too long. Alright, that works. Don't even know if I need to do that. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to This Podcast Made Me, and it's me, VJ. And yes, I made this podcast. Well, I'm done with that intro. Sort of sounds sort of shitty, so fucking corny. They're probably never going to say that again. Or I might say it every time. I don't give a fuck. I changed... I, you already know I changed my mind. A shit ton. Um, yeah, we got off to a pretty rage-filled start, didn't we? Didn't we now? Um, when it came to the podcast. I'm not even talking about this episode. I'm talking about the last couple. And it's whatever. Fuck it, you know? Um, no need to apologize. It was what it is. You're just going to get what's coming out that day. So... Fuck it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if like anger or rage is like a good thing for a podcast. I feel like sometimes it could be a good motivating tool, but other than that, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to say because you know, is is anger entertaining? Is anger well, anger is definitely real and it's authentic. So there's that. I particularly find when people get pissed to be entertained, even though I get intensely mad at things. But shit, it is what it is, you know. I'm sure it was sort of entertaining. I, you know, it's hard to know if you're your own best fan or your like worst critic, cause. Most of the time when I finish these things, I think that the show's going to suck for sure. But then I listen back to it and it seems decent at least, you know, pretty good actually. Sometimes even they'll get me to crack it. Maybe not this show, but just, you know, should have recorded. What the fuck? I always have to find a way to like encompass my shit in the most like universally okay and acceptable statement sometimes and i fucking hate that i hate this mini compulsion i have to over explain things i'm working on cutting it down and here i am over explaining my over explaining habit but this is what i do and i'm actually this is the first time i've probably verbally put it in a place where it could be heard and kept and hopefully it'll keep me accountable because it's annoying. Like, who the fuck gives a fuck about what other people have to say? I live my whole life on that. Everyone fucking doubts me, including myself sometimes. But the thing is, why the fuck do I need to explain myself more? When I was younger, I didn't give a fuck about explaining that. But it seemed it was something that I was testing with. And now just makes me feel better but a lot of times the person who i'm explaining my shit to doesn't really care about the point or is not even really listening to it or it really doesn't matter for the situation so if i'm telling if i'm going left and they're going right hey i'm going left and if you want an explanation ask me fuck it Oh, man, there's been a lot of fucking uh, shit that's happened. I'm recording this 
So this is the third episode. And I'm going to upload it to SoundCloud and uh, launch the show. Launch the show probably either this week or next week. Probably after I record one more, which I'll record in a few days on Monday, which I'm planning on recording Monday morning. And, you know, the sun's already out, so this isn't quite as early as I want to. Um, I mean, it's a fucking Thursday anyway. But I plan on recording Monday mornings <clears throat> just so I could avoid the heat in the summer that's that's imminently, you know, coming here in Phoenix. And, um, and uh, you know, just so you guys can have the shit to listen to for Tuesday. And it gives me, like... Uh, a day to let the whole weekend news cycle finish out to see if anything went down. To add, wow, my face looks super dark. Man, the color just keeps changing on this. I'm not a big fan of this camera. It's got me a lot of places, but the quality is not HD, and it's pretty fucking apparent. Like, huh, I probably should sit up a little bit. Anyway. Huh. So, Mitzi Shore died. That's pretty rough. Never knew her. You know? But, uh... She died last night, I think, so... R.I.P. Condolences to Polly and everyone she touched. She was, like, the person that, um... That passed everyone to be in the comedy store, so... I hoping one day I could meet her if I ever went down that path, which seems pretty likely, but... Now it's definitely not likely that, that, I'll, that I'll meet her. Which is cool. It is. It is what it is. You know. But still, it's pretty weird because I saw Bobby Lee post something online about it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" People are gonna be talking about it all week, at least in the shit that I pay attention to. I'll have to give them a call. They calling about my car, man. I gotta sell my fucking car, man. You know they. Yeah, I got some in my car. My license is fucking just suspended, and it ended up being suspended for like three years rather than one year. So I gotta, I gotta sell this, and it sort of sucks. Like it's a really solid Camry, but I just need to get it off my hand because it's being a little bit of a pain, and it's just causing fucking issues. Because it's just going to be sitting, and it's going to have to sit for another two years. And with my other projects and stuff, shit's going to switch up, so... Whatever. Fucking whatever. Um, Fucking McGregor got arrested. Conor McGregor. Fucking throwing dollies into uh, buses. Actually, it seems like the exact same move that I would have done back in the day. To be honest, um, man, <laughs> that's all I really have to say. Everyone else said pretty much what there has to be said. Oh, they feel fucking bad about it, and this and that, a PR stunt, whatever. I mean, I don't think it was a PR stunt just in itself. I think Connor thought that it would bring good PR, and then it just got a little bit overboard. I don't think that. 
he thought any of the fighters would really get hurt. Um, he just knew that causing a ruckus would do that. But, you know, maybe the laws are different in Ireland. Maybe you could just get in a fight and throw some fucking shit. And if the cops see you and you guys are okay, it's all good. But it ain't, it ain't the fucking Wild West no more. And I live in the Wild West and it ain't like that out here. Like, no, it's fucking different. <coughs> Yo, I seriously had an inkling a second ago that I was just going to just be like, you know what? I'm done recording. <laughs> I was just about to be like, you know what? I can't even do this right now. Um, But no, I can. I just am like, yo, I feel like I'm just being like sad as shit, serious as shit. And I don't like, I don't even give a fuck about that. But this is just whatever's fucking coming out. And see, this is sort of like what I feel like might be my issue and with comedy, why I'm like sort of actually writing down shit when that's usually never my way to do, but I'm writing down like jokes to sort of test them out with myself to see if they're even funny after a day. But the thing is, I'm so much better in conversation. If there's another person here, which there's potentially going to be millions of people here, or five, or zero, or 58, like, then... I'm, I, I don't know, I like, I'm, some of my shit has just been trained to just, like, I've trained myself, I guess, to bounce off of other people. Like, they say something, and I'll dissect it a little bit, and that's sort of, uh, that's sort of, you know, what I've been fucking, (sighs) I think my issue is, because, you know, getting in front of people, which is the same thing as this, and, like, keeping them entertained, I think I can keep people entertained, but I'm like, Keep making people laugh. Like, what is that? That's a whole puzzle in itself. But you know, the nice thing about podcasts is that 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 mystery of it, I see, is still like it. Um, it affects everybody. Like every comedian who you think is great, like whenever they drop it, they got to do that. Like that's just hilarious. And there's some people like there's no way that I'm the. I've met so many people who. I feel like are even funnier, but what is what is funnier and funny? Like funnier than me is what I meant. But what is funnier and funny? Like, what is funny? Like funny. Until maybe like a few weeks ago, I used to think like, man, you know, if you just like keep putting out shit, you just are greasing the wheels too much, and eventually they're gonna fall off if you just keep just spitting out shit but the what I realized and this is from a person who was always trying to and and getting people to laugh was um funny is like an organ and the more you use it the stronger it is and so it's not like it's a well that's about to run out of jokes. It's like a muscle that you exercise so that you just keep going in. Which I've always I've always known. I mean, damn, I used to like I would bomb in classrooms. Like that's where my original bombing was. Like I realized after a point like I so I was like small and weaker than everyone and I didn't have the love that um I wanted or most kids got or whatever at the house 
hold in my own house. So getting picked on, being smaller, being Indian in like fucking Kansas in the 80s and shit, early 90s, where in a small town in Kansas, it's pretty racist. You know what I'm saying? There was one black dude, like, and he was racist against us. So it's just like, you know, whatever. But, uh, man. If I can feel fucking. Ah! Oh, maybe I can't record in the mornings, dude. I'm so fucking tired, man. <laughs> I'm tired and I just fucking hit like five dabs. I'm like, hmm. And. Hi, and I'm just rambling, and I just keep checking the time. And who the f- <sighs> let me get in the moment here. <sighs> so we get I we get picked up, my sister included, you know. But I I was determined to overcome it. I was like, I'm gonna make these motherfuckers like me. So the one way originally I, I would get people ingratiated in my circle was I would allow people to cheat off of me um, from, like, first grade on. So once once I could, once I started doing that, oh, my God, my nose is just so bad. Oh, sorry. Um, I was, you know, I was always a top student um, in all my fucking school, so I would just have them cheat off of me. And, uh... <laughs> and eventually and usually you'd be the bullies because they're like the dumbest motherfuckers so they would cheat off of me first and all of a sudden i had protection and so they'd bully other people they'd sort of joke around with me but now because they needed me and i had value um now i could play the game of joking and doing this and that because now I wasn't completely by myself hanging on a tightrope. Now I had a more solid foundation where I could play this thing. And I played this game like my whole life. All I do is study people, figure where I could get in, and then get in. And then midway through ninth grade was when I realized the true strength and funniness came from not giving any fucks at all which is weird because I never feel like I'm in the cage but doing this podcast like this probably because I'm a little rusty probably because I haven't put out like long form content in a while probably because it's just me and I'm in this like little box right here in front of the camera and the mic I feel like I am a a little bit of cage but I'm not. This is a self-made cage. Like, I, I want to do this. I need to get this shit out, whatever this is. And we are right back on the shit rolling, people. I feel much better already. So, yeah. My uh, my homie... Uh, my homie Vic, actually, was one of the primary people in ninth grade that I realized that... You don't even have to be funny, but just being yourself is so shocking. And also, the way that we think is very different from each other. So, 
it's naturally going to throw other people for a loop. So the more in tune you can get to yourself and dissect yourself, the more of yourself can be expressed and often you can get the result you wanted. And what I realized was that I was so crazy as a result of all the fucked up shit that was going on in my family and just my natural inclinations that <clears throat> everything that I naturally thought of was actually crazy and sort of hilarious that someone could think that that was real. So when I didn't try to be funny was when I'm the funniest. I still think that's true. I just... Yeah, it is weird because like if I'm in a party, which is probably the way that if I go on stage, I need to view it that I'm in a party. I know when I can make people laugh. So it's like this thing that I could turn on when I'm like in a room or I'm entertaining people. But right here, you know, I'm like fucked up thinking that I'm by myself, even though the last episodes I got in the flow when I was plugged in and I feel like I'm right there right now. Damn, it took a fucking while to get in there, though. Shit, those first 15 minutes were trash, and I apologize for that. Um, But yeah, so being funny is like a muscle and organ. You squeeze it, you tighten it, you stretch it, and you can get better. And for some reason, until even recently, I I used to think that it was a well, and you wanted to hold things in and reuse ideas and get the most out of them. And while there is benefit to that... I don't know, you know, you have to be, you have to understand that you're always going to adapt and evolve and that is who you are and just realize, you know, the craziness of, of all of this. And man, I really just don't give a fuck about Conor McGregor being arrested, so we're just getting right past that. You know what is, um, what was dope though, was Andre Ingram... Um, getting uh, hit up from the hit up on the Lakers, getting called from the G League. I I remember they they changed the D League to name to it, but is the G League the same thing as the D League? Because originally I thought the G League for a second was like the Grandpa or Elderly League. Because the homie fucking came out and he was salt and pepper like a motherfucker, and his his. I mean, fuck it, like, rock that shit steady, because that's sort of dope, to be honest, but, man, his fucking hairline was back, back, it was solid, like, all the hair was one compact area, you know, I might even be sort of balding back here a little bit, and, uh, we'll figure that out, you know what I'm saying, even if the shit gotta go, but his was like a compact, like, back piece, like it was a yarmulke type uh, situation, which... You know, uh, bless his heart, dude. Because he came through and he was lighting them up. His form for his threes is crazy weird. But that should go in. That should swish in. He had pretty pretty fat range, too. Pause. So, um, congrats to him to make it in, man. Ten years grinding until you finally hit that. And now you just... Now... You're, you're a sensation grinding 10 years without knowing. That's what this podcast might be. I might fucking put content out for 10 years, 20 years before anything fucking happens. And please, God, let that not be the case. Take it soon, Alice. Take us up the fuck out of here, Paris. Because 
We need some shit to move. Shit is fucking moving out here, man, but good God. You know, it's a fucking grind. And and they say the successful, the very few of them that there are in life, say that the time when you're grinding and you don't know when you make it is the thing, is the time where you feel the most alive and and you're going to look back on it with the most happiness later on because it's when you were just on fire and everything was electric how come sometimes it feels so dull right now while i'm in the moment and when i mean dull i don't mean like boring but just like i'm playing i'm playing an active waiting game you know, um, things are right about to blow, but I think I've been saying that for fucking a year or two now. And so, you know, you just sort of bide your time. The thing that I really fucking hate, uh, the question I fucking hate the most, and it sort of bothers me that I hate it, which is the reason why the question bothers me in the first place, is <sighs> what do you do when people ask me that? When my family asks me that, when women ask me that, it all bothers me. When homies who fucking know me, I could just be like, yo, I hustle, dude. And that doesn't mean I'm out there like selling drugs or doing some illegal shit. It means, no, I'm fucking grinding. I have multiple different streams of income and I'm trying to build them up higher. And that they're not really multiple, to be honest, but... The streams of income that I have, they require effort for me to go collect them. No one's paying me on an hourly basis. You know, like, for example, I write some blogs for some of my homies, for one of my homies' marketing companies. I go have a couple assigned to me. I pay attention to when there's more available. I'll grab someone I want to do them, and then I just rock them out. I fucking hate doing them. I have to write fucking, well, I can't say that I hate, but yeah, I sort of fucking hate doing them because it's like doing fucking homework. But the fact that it's paying me money and it's better than going to fucking any other job and I could do it from home and that freedom, I love that. So whatever, pay me to do fucking homework. It's like the same shit that I used to do fucking back in the day, sometimes in college. So it's like, all right, okay, fuck it. Yeah, let's. That's that's one of the hustles, you know. Another, I'm, I sell a lot of shit on fucking eBay. I sell a lot of shit on fucking OfferUp and Lego. I mean, that's a different fucking type of hustle, but you gotta fucking, you gotta fucking, you know, get get to it. I'm not trying to stretch myself too thin, so that's pretty much the ones I got. But then I got a couple other projects. I got a tech project that's about to probably hit kickstarter within a few months or so um and we're gonna try to raise money i got another project where we gotta raise some money some legal weed shit up north so it's just like yo i got a lot of things on my plate but every time someone asks me that fucking question what am i supposed to say all of that no fuck off you know what i'm saying Fuck off. Um, 
Hmm. What else? What else? What else? Oh yeah, so shout out Andre Ingram. That was a great job, man. Um, I hope they keep you on the squad. I wonder if that he's gonna be able to. Pl- Did I just say? I was about to say. I wonder if he's gonna be able to play for them in the playoffs, huh? I don't think the Lakers made no playoffs. I'm not even watching the NBA like that anymore. But they were trash. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that out. Man, that shit would be fucking crazy. Lakers make Lakers playoffs. Did that happen? Dude, don't you fucking hate when you type shit on your phone and the corrected text? But I even hate it worse when I'm pressing spacebar and it's it's putting period. Shit like that. Like, obviously, I'm they're 11th in the conference. You guys trash. Shout out to the Lakers for being trash. You need to fucking get Kobe. Idiots. Um, yo, I fucking hate when random people be fucking calling me all fucking late. Excuse me? Why do people fucking call me at fucking... Why do people fucking call me at 3 in the morning? That shit is fucking wild. That shit is so fucking wild. I mean, actually, I think it might have been my homie because we might have been supposed to, supposed to go out. But after 3, everything out here is closed. So unless you're going to meet at Philly Baritos and you're buying me food. Unless you're getting me a carne asada burrito. And a couple churros. No, forget the churros. Get me some chocolate flan. Get the fuck out of here. Don't call me at fucking 3. I'm out here trying to wake up in a fucking few hours. Like, I'm on my grind. If I'm sleeping, probably between 12 and 6. Y'all need to just get on your own shit. Fuck off. Man. It's, a, it's, a, it's been heating up out here. I think I've been, I think I might have mentioned that last week, but it's supposed to cool down the next couple of days, so I am going to be enjoying the fuck out of that. Even though right now, outside, it's a little bit warmer. The normal, but I think it's about to be haboob time. Um, haboob is like these big ass dust storms we get out here. I mean, a real haboob is a dust storm they get out in the Middle East, which I think like lasts for days. But these ones will last for hours, and they'll fuck shit up. People be crashing their cars, all sorts of shit. Trees snapping out here. I don't even know how they get so many trees out here. Actually, I do know. You know the you know how um, Capone Al Capone. Brought his kid to Arizona because his kid had asthma. And the doctor said it was a good idea to take an asthmatic kid to Arizona. Well, I have asthma, okay? It's not a good idea to do that anymore. See, everyone heard that, moved here, and also there was other opportunities. And they moved here. And with them, they brought pollen and other plants. And so now, there's a bunch of non-native plants that live in Arizona. And... They all release pollen, and during allergy time, it is so shitty here. And we don't get real, true natural air currents to clear out the valley of the sun. So shit sits on top of the pollution and just drop down into a nice suit. And the ozone and the cold sort of kills some of that pollution over the night. So, like, let's say if I wanted to go for a run or something outside, which I never do, but I need to... Um, 
You should never do that until it's the morning. Um, especially with the heat, obviously, out here. You, there's no way, other way you could run it. Once it hits 115, 110 out here, the it never gets cool, actually. it the The night will get to maybe like... 87 85 by the time right before the sun's up um which is like 13 14 degrees warmer than it is right now what the fuck was i about to say i don't know god damn this podcast sucks yo this podcast made me and i made this podcast suck a lot of dick why 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 huh And then I'm going to listen back to it and think it's the best one so far. Because it is. It's the best one. And if you made it this far, you're the best. You're, you're a ledge. So, Andre Ingram, if he becomes a... If, I hope he gets his... like, Are they going to keep him um, his contract like longer than those two fucking days? Since the Lakers are fucking 11th in the Western Conference, which is... Way higher than the Suns are, so I shouldn't even be talking shit. But if Ingram gets um, if Ingram gets another uh, another um, what you call it, a contract like a long term contract, even a one year, man, that fool better not leave his wife. <laughs> she seems like a nice lady, but you know how these pro ball players go. Speaking of which. That Tristan Thompson cheating on uh, Chloe shit, I have not checked the news at all because I know it's the truth. How can you be an NBA player and not cheat on your fucking girl? Exactly. You'd be dumb not to. People think that, oh, rappers, they're the one to be cheating. Huh? Yeah, they do. But they don't make the money like these fools or have the fucking ability, security to fucking keep their shit under wraps. Man, ball players is where it's at. And NBA ball players in the US make the most money. I'm sure soccer players overseas be doing their damn thing. But overseas, they sort of accept that shit. Here, in the place of fucking Christian quietness, it is fucking. NBA basketball players and probably MLB. Yeah. Killing it. Getting that guaranteed money. Merkin. I'm sure some golfers killed. Like Tiger Woods. Not surprised he was Merkin. He's the best golfer of all time besides Nicholas. And I'm not even. Watch. It's probably fucking someone different. And I don't know shit about golf. But. Dude. Not surprising. It was actually surprising that the girls weren't... No, they were pretty bad. One of them I thought could be better, but... It was surprising that the girls weren't hotter that he was cheating with. And that he didn't have more of them. Like, how many did he have? Like, five. Tiger Woods should have one in every state, just like Dolph. Just like... Some of these rappers that say they do, and I believe them. Why the fuck not? Do entertainers... Nah. There's no way that entertainers get more random groupie pussy than rappers. Because there's a plenty of women that 
might want to be a little, like, you know, and I'm not making judgments, but a little bit classier and probably a little bit less on someone's random gram or stories or snap and fuck with someone richer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I knew this dude. I would have said he was my homie, but he ended up being a piece of shit. But he had two sisters. Both of them were fine as shit. Probably still are fine as shit. One of them ended up um, marrying... What's his fucking name? Well, one of them ended up marrying... um, uh, One of them married Simeon Rice. Who was a dude, amazing football player. Another one married an MLB baseball player. Makes sense. They're classy, had good taste, were beautiful, locked up. They might have been side pieces for a while, but they locked them down. You know what I'm saying? They're in a poly chicks, exotic, had that like light tan, weren't too dark. Dudes be going for that. So congratulations and salute to fucking hit, you know, hitting home runs and slam dunks, you know, no pun intended. Um, but that's the shit, you know, that's that fucking shit that I do like, like everyone won in that situation and hopefully they're all still together, still fucking. That's what, that's what I like. That's what I like to think. And shout out to Simeon Rice because, yo, I got a lot of your like old warm up gear from the other from, I guess, your brother-in-law. Oh, God. Man, that dude is so trash, my G. But that's... You know what? Let me... I could bust out that story. That story is fucking crazy. Oh. So I knew this fucking guy. We'll call him P, just so he doesn't... We'll call him Pro. That's his nickname. Everyone that he knows sort of goes by that. His family even calls him that. But this guy, true piece of shit. Let me hit this vape pen real quick, guys. So, this fucking idiot. Even that light, it made me want to cough. (coughs) No, I'm not hitting this shit. Sorry, guys. Alright, so me and this guy. Pro. He went to my um, high school for one year, ninth, ninth grade, and then he moved out to Tempe. Um, and everyone didn't fuck with him, even including his cousins. And his cousin is one of my best friends in the world. Um, he's my brother. But uh, pro, no one else, including my group of friends over there on the north side of Phoenix, like, fuck with him. So... But for some reason, I would because, you know, I was always, like, the type to be the last person to cut someone off. Now I'm the first person to cut someone off. You do some shit and I don't really know you, don't give a fuck. Seriously, don't give a fuck. Why would I give a fuck, dude? I don't have a mom. And it's not because she died. It's out of choice. The bitch still lives. No one fucks with her. She's crazy. She tortured me my entire life. If I start with that, I don't need nobody. And the fucking end of it. I need brothers and a family. But I don't need no one outside of that. And if you fucking prove yourself to not be that. Goodbye. And that includes my blood. You know what I'm saying? I've had situations with my all of my fam- family members besides my little brother. But he doesn't even understand life yet. And he's, he's sort of doing 
his little thing to, you know, cause himself some issues. So we'll see how that fucking goes. God. I can't even tell if I'm handsome or ugly or not. Like, women who like you tell you that you're handsome. Women who don't like you tell you you're ugly. But does Johnny Depp, who I can't even tell if he looks good or not, really? Or Brad Pitt, where to me in his heyday was more obvious? Have they ever been called ugly? Have to. Especially when they didn't have money. Pretty much your position in life is what makes people say you're handsome and ugly. That's a my that's what I think. You know, if I'm wearing a nice watch, I'm handsome. You know what I'm saying? If I'm shaved up, got the got the hair done, and I'm flossing, handsome. If I'm out there grinding, sweating like a motherfucker in a hundred and a hundred and twenty, ugly as fuck. And I'll admit it to both. So but but the but the word ugly and handsome they seem like they're fucking outright definitions. But I think it's like a phase. Like you're ugly for a couple hours yesterday. You're beautiful for like 30 minutes right before we fucked. I think it's like a phase thing. I think beauty and ugly might have to do with time. Because right now, this time, I'm ugly as fuck. Like... I can just, my face is like not as symmetrical as it used to be, and just, it's just not, it's just not flowing, man. I'm not flowing. What time is it? How long have I been fucking going? I think it says 30 minutes. Dear God, I'm so trash. But some of the podcasts are going to have to be like this, you know? I'm going to have to probably bring guests in. I will. I will probably have to. But they won't be able to make the early call times. So you know, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do some fucking shit. Oh, it's my nigga. But I'm recording. So I'll get back to you. Sorry if I keep looking away, my phone just keeps going off, but it is like literal like work time when I'd normally be working. And I am working, but this is like I I just wanted to get this get an episode going because I pushed this off too long. We're what is this? Um This is twelfth of April. The show was supposed to be launched four fucking months ago. I'm a piece of shit. So there's there's not much I could really say. And what the point of the show is, still don't fucking know. Um me rambling while going on current events, some shit. There's gonna be a lot of just like random shit. Um, what was I talking about before? I felt like I was talking about something. And I lost my train of thought. When I went in on something else that I also forgot about. It, like, I feel like all the neurons aren't firing 100% today. If I have to record in the morning at 6 in the morning, I'm probably going to have to be up at 4. Which probably means I have to go to sleep at like 10 minimum. Maybe even nine. I'm almost like, maybe I should just do this whole podcast with my eyes closed. And just do it like this right now. The fuck? Can't even put on my fucking glasses with my eyes closed. This is... This is a fucking disaster. 
Yo, how many times am I gonna say that during this and every episode? The disaster thing. This shit is fine. So many other people, like, they put out this shit. And it doesn't come from the heart, right? This shit's coming from the fucking heart. It's coming from the heart. There's a very little brain involved with this. The brain, on hold. On ice. Why? We work on that all the time. This, the heart's gonna power the beast. That's the only way to, that it works. You know? Like... No one can duplicate what's real. People will always fucking try to fucking fake the funk and get some fucking shit, but no one can really duplicate what's real. Like, who the fuck knows what the fuck is going down? But at the same time, isn't that part? Of, isn't that part of the fucking journey? I was talking to someone yesterday, and I was like, man, you know. It seems like every five years, I'll look back on who I was five years before and be like, yo, I get that guy, but man, he was missing like these couple layers so we understand now. And then I was like, man, is this going to just keep happening? Like as long as I keep searching, I'm just going to find new intricacies into life, which could be figured out or... Or just ignored completely. You know, I was talking to my homie about this. And he was like, oh, I stay pretty much the same. I'm like the same person I was when I was 18. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because I remember for a while coming out of high school, I'd seen one of my homies, this chick. She was like, I'm never going to change. When she, like, turned 18. And, like, we graduated. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's how we should be. And then for a lot of times, I resisted change. Like, everyone resists change. It's a natural human thing. That's why, you know, even when we're supposed to do something like release a podcast, um, like, release a podcast in the fucking January, you know, you don't because of change. Even though you can and you have the equipment and you have the time and nothing's different, you just let things slip by because we're afraid of shit and it doesn't make any fucking sense it doesn't make any fucking sense but it is it is exactly what humans all of us um just normally you know that's like our default that's our default that we go to uh change everything that we know right now or just to stay the same hey it's probably dumb to change everything you know right now but to change one thing Especially a thing you need to do. Why do we fucking avoid that? That shit is so fucking weird. But we all do it. And I still do it even though I know I fucking do it. So it's a fucking, it's difficult. But yet we gotta hit the fucking, just the gas pedal right over them gas bumps. Them bumps. Fuck them. Fuck them. You know? By the way, side note. Did you know the speed bumps? Like, and you can test this out, it's pretty crazy. But they really only affect you in between a certain mileage. Like, obviously, if you're going zero miles per hour, they're not going to affect you because you're not moving. <laughs> oh, and I remember the story I was about to say about Pro. I'll be, let me get back to that. But, um, and the reason I know this is because I was testing this in, uh, in Pro's neighborhood when we started living together. Um, but we hit the speed bumps. 
So zero miles an hour, obviously, you're not moving. They're not going to do shit. From anything more than that till about, like, I think 40, you feel the bump. If you go 40 miles an hour with a speed bump, you don't feel shit. The suspension is made for you not to feel it. Like, because, you know, like, other other bumps and shit, you just, boom, right over. But, man, you have to have balls of steel. And if you crash your car or destroy your car um, because you're testing that statement out, hey, sorry, but not liable. Because, didn't guarantee it. Anyway. So, with Pro, we left. He moved to Tempe after freshman year of high school. I stayed in the same high school and finished out over there. After that, I went to ASU because my family started going divorce, and rather than running away like I wanted to, I went to ASU, which ended up being perfectly fantastic for me. But it was not my first choice at all because um, I wanted to just run away. But I couldn't because I had to show up at court and all sorts of shit for my family's um, divorce case and shit to testify, all sorts of shit. It was fucked up. But we got through it. For a little bit, you know, I was living at this kid's house, in essence. Um, we were, like, sort of roommates, but he sort of owed me. Let me take it back a little bit. No, we are starting. We've already been living. We started living together, and as we were living together, we, we, we were always playing ball. Alright, I'm not smoking weed or anything yet, so I'm like probably like 18 or 19. Um, and, uh, we would just go to the play ball at the SRC, which is Student Rec Center at ASU, and then get off, and then we'd just start drinking. Like, this would happen, like, pretty consistently, like, four or five days a week. Just start drinking Faderade, which is, as most, uh, young college gentlemen know, and gentle ladies know, Gentle women and men is uh, your favorite type of Gatorade and the shittiest vodka that you can probably get, which is, which, you know, out here we get shittier than Popop. Like, we get like, oh, we get some shit, some plastic, just flavored vodka shit. I hate vodka and it kills me that ASU be drinking that. I've always hated it. Like, I had a great experience one time drinking a bottle with me and a chick in the back of a truck in a truck bed but from then when the next day it was just raspberry smirnoff coming out of my pores i was good with vodka like i could drink it if i have to and guess what you never have to drink really um anyway so i'm living with this dude and we go we go to our homie steve's spot now, Steve, he has a, a roommate, and roommate has his girl, right? His girlfriend is crazy trash. Like, we never liked her, didn't like the way she smelled, didn't like the way she looked. She was always tripping out on some shit, didn't like her fucking attitude, none of the shit. Okay? If you have a good attitude, could have got over all the rest of it. But you don't have that? Well, all of the rest is going to come out on my podcast. Anyway, um... We'd always be clowning this bitch for years and years. And um, 
one day uh, they finally broke up. They had a really tumultuous relation relationship, but the homie broke up with uh, his chick. And um, he was at work when we got back from playing ball this one day and started drinking the Faderade. And usually we go right on the computer. I'd start like working on my homework and shit. <laughs> All sweaty as fuck and shit and get, getting my drink on. And my homie would go play like, uh, what the fuck? Is, World of Warcraft. Wow. Um, and um, this day was the day that my, that uh, Dave, which was his roommate, broke up with his girl. Now, we got there and hadn't even been like 12 hours since they broke up. But she's still there, right? And so I go on the computer, start doing my shit. Um, Steve goes on the com- on the other computer, starts doing his shit. And I keep turning back around just to see what Pro's doing. And Pro's talking to uh, to um, the roommate's you know, ex. And they're like chatting and they're like sort of close. And I'm like, yeah, that's sort of weird because like none of us talk to this bitch or even like this bitch. So... Them even talking like that is weird. Because this bitch, like, she wouldn't talk to us. She wouldn't joke with us. None of that. But I was like, probably not going to be nothing, though. Whatever. Ignored it. Keep doing my thing. Turn around. And they're gone. Now, I instantly know what's what's happened. I'm like, oh, these fucking idiots. And we're right around. Like, we're a quarter mile away from where we live. So, because we're living at the same spot. Oh, I'm telling the story backwards. <laughs> okay. So he jumps. So I jump in the car and I dip back to our place and catch him. Drunk as fuck. Like, I almost, like, get in a mini accident. I'm an idiot. Never drink and drive with the kids. But I used to, like, all the fucking time. And um, I went over there and... uh Um, we got, I got to the spot and I see them about to go inside this crib and we get, what the fuck are you doing? They turn around and they're like, huh? I'm like, dude, such a bad idea. Like after the shit you did to me and that's the story I'm going to get, I'm going to get to. Cause I already had lost whatever brotherly love I had for this dude. Cause he'd fucked me over really bad and some shit that I'm about to go in on. But I stopped him from fucking our homies roommate's girl so pretty much our homie's ex and haven't been broken up for even like 12 hours and he's like dude you're right you're right man uh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry come and then they come back right and by the time we come back the roommates are back both of them and they're just like talking all this shit blah 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 this and that I go meet them on the patio. I leave Pro and the girl in the living room, but we could, like, see in or whatever. And then they talk. we talk, and they're just, like, distraught and doing their thing, you know, just, like, talking shit and whatever. And, I, you know, I'm just, like, listening. I sort of join in because I'm pissed as fuck about this other situation that happened, which it completely was the first time it changed, you know, it changed my life, my outlook on people, everything. Um... And uh, what what ended up happening was, 
Um, so I go to the patio, they talk, and they sort of like, you know, not when I mean they talk, I mean all the roommates are there and me. Pro and the girl are inside. When they sort of vent their emotions, the roommates, and they go back to their rooms, none of them are talking to Pro. I just look at him, shake my head. Steve goes back to his computer. I go back to the computer. We just do our damn thing. At that point, I go back to homework. Then all of a sudden, I get tapped on by Pro, and he tells me, Yo, dude, uh, yo, we're just going to go back anyway, man. And I just look at him. I'm like, for real? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. Go do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't give a fuck. And he goes. And he fucks that bitch. He goes back to the same crib where I just drank and drove and tried to stop his ass. Um, and goes, fucks that bitch. And the next day when I'm back at the spot, he goes and tells me, oh, man. Yeah, fuck that bitch without a condom, too. Man, I hope I didn't get her pregnant or anything. <laughs> so several months later, I started noticing... Well, so all those roommates, they cut Pro off. They were never going to hang out again. But then I started noticing that Steve is starting to call Pro to hang out. Steve calling Pro to do this. Or do that, but they're keeping information from me that they're meeting or this and that. So I already know what the fucking news is. I already know what's going on, but I just keep to myself. And, you know, occasionally I'd be at Steve's and I see, you know, the ex. So I'm like, oh, she's back in the situation talking to the roommate. But, you know, I know this shit's happening and they're just having these secret meetings but keeping it away from me. Now, this is one of the reasons why most of these relationships dissolved. Like, it's not my business, but I was involved in a similar way to Steve to the situation. While Steve might have been the roommate, I was the, I was the roommate of the other nigga. And I was also fucking in there at the time and when to stop him. So you don't have to be withholding something that doesn't even affect me and I don't even really give a fuck about That I already know. Eventually they fucking tell me, oh, he got the girl pregnant. Bro, I already knew. I'm told. They're like, oh, okay. Bro still never fucking told me. The funny thing is that for years and years, Pro never told his parents that he had a kid and he refused to take care of it. Until the courts got involved about two years after the kid was born and forced it on him to take care of the kid. And now he acts like he loves his kid. But really? He's a deadbeat dad. Piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Told his parents all that. And like his parents and all of them could probably look down on me because of all the shit that's on my fucking record or shit that I've done or shit that I haven't accomplished yet. But fuck off. At least in my heart, I'm a good person. Even though I've hurt and probably accidentally screwed over people, I'm a good homie. You know what I'm saying? I have a good heart. Like, these other motherfuckers, they just trying to fucking do whatever it is. 
And he might regret it now, but hey, you piece of shit, that is what it is, and that is what you did. Now, let me get to the story right before that. So, it's fucked up that I said this shit backwards, because it makes so much of a better story the other way, but fuck it. This is the first time I've fucked it up, because I haven't thought about this in a long-ass time. So, when me and this dude were brothers, you know, my first thing, and this is before I started smoking, too. Or maybe right... No, this is right when I started smoking. So I'm like 18, 19. Um, I was always like the party connect because like... Um, in high school, I had access to people with dope houses and people whose parents weren't always around. So we would throw parties and get people around and shit. And so people would just naturally be calling me. I knew a lot of people and we'd just make the same shit happen. I just came with the same mentality like... We're going to find something that's cracking tonight. We're going to find something that's cracking tonight. If you have that mentality with anything, you're going to make it fucking happen. So, one day, nothing was really popping around ASU. And so, my brother, Pro, at that time, called me and was like, yo, is anything popping? I checked around and I found one thing that was sort of popping. A little kickback at a spot. We went there. And it was the first time, boom, it was a pretty small kickback. I'm the only one that knows one person. Nobody knows anybody, right? And we just started pounding drinks and pounding shots. Go outside, and this is right when I first started smoking. Five minutes later, probably pass out in the chair. I wake up, and there's a crowd of unknown people around me. All dudes, maybe like 13 dudes. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And they're like... Yo, where's our projector? Now, this is back in the day when projectors were worth a lot. And they're like, where's our fucking projector? I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, yo, you, your friends took our projector. We need to get it back. It's worth $1,500. I'm like, oh, shit. Now, coming where I'm from, in this type of situation, 13 on 1, I'm like, I'm going to die. Because we've heard of people getting shot or beat down to death in situations like this. And I was like, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen outside. So someone can call the fucking police and help me out. Like these guys, like when they just leave me out there. So I push my way to the door. I'm drunk as shit. Just coming out of like a passed out stupor. And, um, and I get outside and I'm like, man, maybe I could make it to the car. And I look for the car and I don't see it. I'm like, what the fuck? So I get outside and I'm like, well, here we go. We're about to fight. And for the first time ever in my life, I'm like, maybe I could run. <laughs> Which is always what you should think in a fight, by the way. And I just went. Boom. I'm out. This is when I'm like super good shape, playing basketball every day. So, woo, woo. I'm out. Two steps. Choo, choo. Hitting. These niggas ain't touching me. Three more steps. Just fucking lightning quick. I'm out there. Two more steps. Ah, these niggas ain't gonna catch shit. Two more steps. Ah, losing my gas. Hey, gas tank seems a little empty. Do I have a leak? 
nope, just a shit ton of alcohol fucking in your system, and you're out of gas, man. And I realized, you know, if I take 15 more steps, I'm just going to collapse on the ground and just, they're just going to beat me up. So, this isn't going to fucking happen. I was like, I'm going to need to fight them right now before I run out of gas and take as many of them with me before I get fucked up. So I pull a basketball move. So I'm running, just sprinting, and these guys are after me, right? And I just stop and pivot on my left and just, like, get down low and right hook, boom. Crack the fucking first dude just, like, right in, in the fucking jaw. He's just done. I think I broke his jaw. The other dude, some fucking shit, and I like throw him to the ground and hit him. And then the next dude, I like knee in the fucking dick or. No, 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 no. Oh. You know, I need him in the dick and then in the face. And the fight was over. So everyone else stopped. All the hotheads, I sort of handled in my adrenaline and with my. What I would call fight crossover. When I just went, ah, I ran and then came back into the fight. <laughs> oh, so much easier to laugh about the shit now. And they walked me back to the front of the house. They're like, you know, we'll get your information because we know you didn't steal it. But your friend, it has to be him. And I'm like, so what happened? They're like, listen, we went and we left for food. You were passed out. We came back. And you were there. We left you with your two, with your friend, Pro. And another guy he invited. Um, and I was like... And they're like, we left, we, we left you guys here. And then we came back and our projector was gone and your friends were gone. But you were here. So we know they took it. I was like, it couldn't be anyone else. And they're like, dude, everyone else we know from high school and shit. It, it wasn't any of them. Now, from my high school and shit, people will steal shit from people they know and love and whatever all the fucking time. So I was like, okay. I still had reservations about it. But what I did know was that these fuckers did leave me. So I was like... They walked me back and we exchanged numbers because they know that I didn't do it. But they're like, just get us in touch with your homie. I'm like, alright, whatever. I will. And the funniest thing was, like, I wasn't driving my car. I was driving my dad's car, and I was so drunk, I forgot. So when we got back to the crib, my dad's shit was right in front of the crib. All that shit was just for nothing. I could have probably gotten away, maybe. Probably not, actually. But, um... Probably would have fucking hurt someone and got hurt myself if that happened. And definitely got the truck fucked up. I call Pro as I'm leaving. I'm in the, my dad's whip. And I'm like, yo, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm at Bjorn's house. Now, Bjorn is the piece of shit that he brought to the fucking party. He's no, he at that time knew me for like six years. And he knew Bjorn for about like four months. And Bjorn's claim to fame was that he drank like... Like, like 20 beers before 10 o'clock in the morning and got pulled over and got a extreme or a super extreme DUI. But the cop told him that he, that he had done really well in the sobriety test. 
Bro, you got the fucking DUI. Like, what does that even matter? How's that your claim for fame? But Pro would be selling that story to everyone. He thought it was so impressive. I was like, that's so dumb. But fuck it. Like, you're the my homie's homie at that time? Fuck it. You're my homie then. But this was the first time we hung out. On my Bjorn script, he tells me when I call him. And I go meet him over there. He tells me where it is. I go meet him over there. I'm like, bro, these guys, I just got in a fucking fight, almost got jumped. What? What's, what do you mean? Yeah, bro, it's fucking crazy. They're telling me that you, st- you stole the fucking projector. Now, I thought he stole the projector. I just needed him to fucking let me know, and it would have been fine. Because I would, like, they're the other squad. You know what I'm saying? We've done other shit, steal liquor and, like, random little tiny licks. So I was like, yo, I don't. I'll get you back. Like I don't I don't owe nothing to those guys. And Pro and Bjorn were like, What? No, no way, dude. No, we didn't steal a projector. And I'm like, no fucking way, Are you serious? I was like, swear swear on um swear to God on that shit. He's like, Oh, I swear to God, both of them. Alright. Okay. And I lived with this fucking faggot. And so we we're taking we're studying for tests. Like, we're getting biology degrees on the way to med school. And, um, we're, we have every class together as well while I'm living with him. And so we're studying for all these tests. I keep getting calls from these dudes. I'm like, bro, I'm, you know, from the dudes who got the projector stolen, bro, he didn't steal it. He didn't fucking do it. I'm getting three months of calls on the shit. They, like, Got the license plate from my dad's truck, so they found out where, like, my dad was living, different shit like that. Was gonna say they're gonna get the cops involved and shit, and I was like, what can I do? You know, I didn't want to tell my dad all this fucking shit had happened when I was, like, driving his car, but what can I do? I was like, dude, you can get the cops involved. I didn't steal it, and if they said they didn't steal it, we didn't fucking know what it is. And pros just there listening, be like, he would keep saying shit like this, man, I'm so, I feel so bad you have to deal with this shit, man. If there's just something I could do, just anything, I wish, if there was just anything I could do, you know, if I, like, had the projector, like, I, like, the guys were just telling me, um, yo, it's cool, like, he's not admitting to it, because I even got pro on the phone with him, he's like, he's not admitting to it, but, like, we know that he has it. Just tell him that he could just leave it at a specific spot and we'll go pick it up. Like, he doesn't need to even be there for that. But Pro just kept saying he didn't have it. He didn't have it. So for like three, four months, I was getting harassed. I even ran to these kids one time at school. One of the dudes who I got, you know, in the fight with, like, that I hurt. And, like, they just looked at me and just left. And I was like, all right. Um... So I knew that they probably weren't going to get me physically because I was a one-on-three right there. I think I just did did enough cool shit in that crazy adrenaline moment that they were just like, okay, he's a psycho, which at that time I for sure was. And still sort of am, you know what I'm saying? Don't fuck with me. But uh, um, one day at another party that I got everyone to, like I know this whole time that pro... Projess, this is his real name, is fucking lying to me. Um, that fucking piece of shit. But I have nothing to prove it on, and we're living together, so it's whatever. But I'm already like, I already know. I already know. I'm just waiting for him to tell me. 
And um, we go to a party that I, I I know about. Leave to go get liquor with my homie who's driving my whip. Come back to the party. And as we're getting the party, you know, the liquor's flowing and shit already. Pro just grabs me on the side. Pro grabs me on the side and is like, bro, I got to tell you something. And I already know what he's going to tell me. Because he gets, you know, confessive when he gets drunk. And he turns around and is like, bro... By the way, Bjorn had arrived at the party while we went to go get alcohol. So he's like, bro, I've been meaning to tell you something. I turn around, already know what he's going to say. Yo, me and Bjorn, we, t- we took that projector, and I'm like, how you guys do it? He's And I was like, I already know. I was like, how you guys do it? Well, when you pass out and everyone left to go get food... We called our homie to come pick us up. We grabbed the projector and we dipped. And I was like, and you left me there? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, you left me there to die. I was like, I got in the situation. I was lucky to get that handled. But from where I'm from, that whatever I did wouldn't have stopped nothing. I was like, you left me there to die. We're just lucky we're in Tempe. You know what I'm saying? And he's just like, oh, I know, I know. And I was like, bro, I don't even know what I'm going to fucking do to you. But I'm about to go in there and beat Bjorn's ass so bad, I'm about to paint the walls red with his blood. I was raging anger. And what he said next changed my life forever. He grabbed me by my shoulders, walking like Terminator back to the fucking party to just beat this fool's ass to death in front of like a hundred people. I was just going to go there, sucker punch him, and just destroy him just on some shit. And Pro Pro grabs me and says, "Bro, I don't. Bro, I don't care what you do to me. I don't care what you do to me. But but please don't do anything to him." And in that one statement, my red hot intense anger transformed to a completely ice cold. I don't give a fuck. It was like a rage, but it was like completely different. It was like, fuck all of you. And I just looked at him and said, and I said, we'll see. And we went in. And I didn't do anything. I didn't even feel like doing anything. Because my rage had transformed permanently into something else. See, what I realized then was... This guy who I'd known for six years and I considered my brother. And we lived together and had all this history. You know, I knew his family... You know, I'm still, like, one of my best friends is his cousin, who also hates him. Like, everybody hates this piece of shit. But fucking Projess, this fucking idiot, when he said that to me, I realized he knew how crazy I was. And I realized he was sacrificing himself and me for this piece. He sacrificed himself in the fact that I could just destroy him and beat him up to a pulp. He had sacrificed me in the in the fucking initial situation when he ran off with 
the projector for this kid who he who is a, who never done shit in his fucking life who he just fucking knows as a fucking dude who seemed sober to a cop when he got a super extreme DUI who he'd known for like six months what a piece of shit what a piece of shit there's nothing you could say once I realized that I was like oh this guy is a piece of shit and I allowed and now things were different and I knew what true backstabbing meant and I told all his cousins and shit what he'd done and then he went and continued to do more fucked up shit like get my homie's roommate pregnant and then not take care of the kid for two years and then now act like he's the world's greatest dad dude you are a piece of shit and fuck off the end so yeah sorry I said that fucking story backwards and yeah I know that shit was fucking intense as fuck but guess what I got some things I got to do, and I love you guys, and I'm so sorry the beginning of the podcast was trash. It probably was all right, but I'm just going to say it's trash and apologize anyway, but I think in the end, I came through with some power. So, (laughs) see, I do feel a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, morning might not be able to happen. Or I just need to wake up earlier. Because damn, it took me a while to get that fucking shit grease in action. But maybe I'll take some of that off. Maybe I won't. Probably leave it all on. But hey, guess what, guys? Be back in a couple of days. And we're going to do this again. Thank you for visiting. This podcast made me. Literally just forgot the name of my show, guys. But thank you for visiting. This podcast made me. And yes, it's VJ. And I made this podcast. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.